And this one time I'd forgotten to ask my boys to kind of foot the ladder uh, and I went up the ladder and the ladder fell uh, with me on it. So I fell about two and a half meters just flat onto my back. And it was kind of opening my eyes after that fall. I kind of realized that something was wrong. Losing weight isn't easy. And some days we can feel like we need some extra help. Welcome to the Weight Loss Warrior podcast, the show where we share inspiring real-life success stories from normal, everyday people like you and I. Listen to how each of our guests managed to overcome their personal challenges to lose the weight they wanted as they talk about the secrets to their success and give great advice that you can benefit from. Become part of our tribe and use the Weight Loss Warrior podcast as your source of motivation and support to help you on your weight loss transformation. And now, your host and friend, Carl Radley. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Weight Loss Warrior podcast with me, your host, Carl. Today, I'm very keen to introduce Adam. He's a cyclist from Essex who has lost over five stone on his journey, and he's here to tell us more about that. Hi, Adam. How are you? Yeah, very well, Carl. Thank you for having me on the show, sir. Ah, you're very welcome, and it's a pleasure to have you here with me. So before we get into the the depths of your, your weight loss journey, because uh, I know there's there's more than one part of it, and I'm very interested to, to look at that. Um, tell me a bit more about yourself, please. Yeah, like you said, I'm, I'm from Essex, uh, a keen cyclist. You're archetypal mammal, you're man in middle age like for now, uh, mid-50s. Quite happily married, uh, two teenage sons. Um, and I've been really on a, on a weight loss journey. I've been on a couple in my time, certainly. Uh, my latest one starting in January. And as you said, I've kind of lost over over five and a half stone while I've been on that. Congratulations. That's, that's really you. good. And that's since January this year? It is, yeah, yeah. So it's so a year of transformation for you then? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And it's made such a difference to, to, to myself and, and kind of health and fitness and stuff, obviously, as well, so. Excellent. So, so I tell you what, we'll look at that in more detail a bit later on in the episode. But for now, if we could maybe go a step back before then. Um, now, I know from from talking to you before we started recording, you, you've had some ups and downs in in your journey, to say the <laughs> least. So, if you wouldn't mind sharing some of those, maybe, maybe we could even start from before you started your first weight loss journey. Um, just to get the timeline right. So yeah, because you, you said you were overweight and you know, you'd wanted to tell us more about that. Yeah. So I, this, this was back, um, seven or eight years ago. I definitely, definitely overweight. Uh, I'd actually seen a picture of myself in on, um, an identity card. They were taking pictures, photographs for identity cards. Um, and again, huge near on 20 stone at the time. Uh, and you kind of barely could barely look at the photograph. I couldn't without feeling repulsed really. Um, shirt busting out that kind of stuff um i joined the local slimming world group at the time and lost six and a half stone in and got myself down to a, to a nice weight which was which was great um and then changed jobs uh, one thing led to another and slowly slowly kind of weight crept on never never hit the 20 stone again but, but weight weight crept on uh, took to cycling maybe 13 14 years ago the Bradley Wiggins effect, I guess. Uh, and I took part in a couple of um, long rides in, in Belgium and in France for Prostate Cancer UK. Uh, raised a fair bit of money for those charities. Oh, wow. That's but, really good. Yeah, I mean, and, and good fun. Made, made, some, made some good friends doing that as well. But again, seeing the pictures on the bike was just massive for the, for the bike. Um, 
I did break a couple of spokes as well, kind of too heavy for the bike. So I ended up getting better wheels that would handle my weight as well. And really not a trigger or not a worry because you, you're kind of happy where you are. You know, you know you're overweight, but you're kind of happy where you are and you're doing what you want to do. Hills and things, obviously a struggle, but just, just, just take it on the chin and, and kind of, kind of grind your way up them. Um, which was fine. We hit lockdown, obviously, uh, a few years ago. Um, and then normal lockdown habits set in. So probably drinking a little bit more than you should, not exercising quite as much as you should, one thing and another. And as part of that, I was working from home. Um, and I decided to build a summer house in the, in the garden, just as, to use as an office, amongst other things. Uh, and I'm fastidious with getting people to hold ladders when I'm up ladders. And this one time I'd forgotten to ask my boys to kind of foot the ladder. Uh, and I went up the ladder and the ladder fell uh, with me on it. So I fell about two and a half meters just flat onto my back. Um, and it was kind of opening my eyes after that fall. I kind of realized that something was wrong. Um, and it transpired that I actually uh, broken my L1 vertebrae. Crikey. Yeah. Uh, uh, worrying. I, I mean, uh, I, you know, I, scary time because you don't know what damage is done you can't quite move properly um like i say i thought that i'd i'd kind of you know my, my bells and my bladder had let go at the time um and it transpires that the l1 vertebrae is the is the vertebrae that the nerves that control your your leg motion and control your control your kind of continence or incontinence come out of so um taken to hospital for tests and had a had a really uh, well worrying week in hospital to to be honest. Um, leaving hospital, I was in a back brace for three months through to December. Given that I was in this back brace, I was doing no exercise at all. Um, so weight kind of kind of piled on. A little bit of what light walking, but but that was all. Um, when the brace came off, the doctor told me that. In, in sort of no uncertain terms, if I fell off the bike uh, outside um, and hit my back again, I could lose lose motion in my legs or become doubly incontinent, neither of which kind of appeal much, as you can probably imagine. Um, and also I put on a lot of weight, uh, quite simply. So I, I'd gone up to, I don't know, near on 17 stone or near on 18 stone, uh, maybe even just over 18 stone, actually. Just over 18 stone, I think. Um, so I, I kind of scanned the local slimming world groups um and the, the reason i picked slimming world was because from my previous weight loss i knew you could load up on carbs and things which is which is great for exercise and found a group that was opening um on, on january the 6th or whatever a brand new group run by uh being run by a man a male consultant which also appealed to me really uh, so I, I joined that group um and as part of joining that group and exercising um, indoors initially on bikes indoors uh, on a turbo trainer using a piece of software called Swift, similar to the Pelon, Peloton setup, but but using your own bike. Um, I managed to lose enough weight to take part in the Ride London 100 in May, which is 100 miles that I managed to complete in a little under six hours. Um, and raised, I think I raised a, a few hundred pounds for, for Dementia UK at the time as, as well with that. Congratulations. Um, and then my Thank you very much. Um, and then my journey's continued until uh, uh, I hit the weight that I am now. So still, still going down. Uh, I must admit the weight loss is, is, is 
plateaued now. Not not plateaued, it's slowed. I guess as you you know, the more more weight you lose, the more you need to do to kind of to get it off and to keep things kind of in going. But um, as fit as I've ever been now, um, achieved more on a bike than I've ever done. Like um, Italy in in August and up and down some of the mountains in Italy, I'd have never dreamt that I could have done that uh, previously. But uh, it just makes such a difference to to your, to your well being, your mental well being, and, and obviously your physical health. You know. And it's very inspiring to hear you tell that story because, I mean, first of all, very sorry to hear that you you broke your back because that's something I could only imagine would be extremely scary. And not just that, knowing that it's a long road to recovery and the the immobilization that's necessary while you go through that recovery process, it must be you know a, a difficult time mentally, um, yeah. not just physically. Yeah, there we the first week in hospital, certainly, until you know that you can actually stand up again. Uh, and things are obviously painful, obviously slow, but but the immobilisation, the not being able to do what you were, what you did previously, and wondering if you would ever be as mobile as you could or as you were previously, is a, is a is a yeah plays on your mind. It does play on your mind, of course, and especially when you have a hobby like cycling, but it is very physical. You require your legs and and if it's something you enjoy the thought of, of not being able to do that again it's hard it, it would be you know quite difficult i imagine so i mean the good news is that you you've made a recovery but not just a recovery you're, you're in the best shape of your life which is absolutely great to hear and you know i, I think you're obviously demonstrated quite a lot of, of both mental and physical fitness while you couldn't have the physical fitness there okay you've you've gained some weight during that time but I would say that's quite a normal effect, both with COVID, with the accident. Um, it's not really a big surprise, I would say. No, no, it's it's not. But but there's there's gaining a few pounds and, and being big to start with, and being bigger afterwards. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it, up at seventeen or eighteen stone is a lot. You know, it's 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 a lot of weight to be carrying around and losing the equivalent of a small child or a couple of small children is it, it just makes such a difference mentally and physically you know and yeah i i fully agree so in your case adam what was it do you think i mean like you've just kind of separated yourself from somebody who might gain a couple of pounds here or there in in your case what led to that kind of weight gain that you experienced it was it something you know overeating not really considering your obviously there was some level of overeating there um but what what was it for you that you think contributed to, to such a high weight gain for you it's just not really i don't want to say not caring about it but not worrying about it and, and snacking and you know biscuits sprinkles all that kind of stuff that you know is is bad for you but it's tasty <laughs> and just just tucking into that a lot of it and, and not being able to exercise to burn any of it off you know almost i guess it's almost a re- a kind of a rebellion about against being able to be fit and it's like if you can't be fit then you know whatever i'm just going to be unfit so self-sabotage almost you know if you can't yeah, be no, one thing be the other just is the absolute opposite of what you could be does that make sense it, it does make sense and and i was going to say that perhaps as well if you always had your sights on returning to your bike and and being okay again at some point is at some level even perhaps a case of okay you give yourself a free pass for that period of time because it's your opportunity yeah. to do it 
Um, but the reason I asked just was because nothing in the conversation that we've had so far kind of pointed at the fact that you're an emotional eater or, you know, there was mental health concerns there or, or struggles you were going through, which led to emotional eating not, or overeating. Not really. No, I just enjoy food. I mean, I enjoy the smell of food. I enjoy the taste of food. I enjoy the act of eating. Um, <laughs> I don't want to say gluttony or, or greed, but some of it is. And uh, you know, if there's a, and, and still, if there's a packet of biscuits in the house, I've got to watch myself because I know I'll tuck into them. It's sort of almost a trigger food. And I, I think that's the, the the convenience of these high sugar foods that our body begins to crave and gets into this vicious cycle. It's, they're so accessible. And if you have them in the house, you said you you, know, you have two sons. So quite quite often, you know, you don't just buy food for yourself. You buy food for the family, and that might not always be the food that you should be eating as part of your your diet and your, your healthy plan for eating but it's often the food that's there and available so yeah there's, there's always plenty of snacks in the house for the boys certainly um but but on the flip side of that my wife is an absolute supporter of of the whole weight loss and eating healthy stuff she does she does me grand really um you know we don't eat we don't eat unhealthily at all as a family we eat around the table together as a family um which is a which is a great thing, and she, she's behind this one hundred percent. I couldn't have done it without her help, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, That's really you know, you know she, yeah. She she'll she'll organise stuff. She'll she'll look at stuff. She'll she'll look at the books. We can see what we can eat. She'll she'll work out how many sins are in things if if necessary. Uh, and she's been an absolute supporter of it. So yeah, that's you know. really nice. Shout out to your wife. That's uh, yes. What's her name? Linda. Linda, thank you, Linda. Yeah. Because that that is so, so important. Having having your partner supporting not just you, but supporting a healthy lifestyle is is paramount, I think. And I mean it's something you said that I smiled when you said, you know, we eat around a table. This is something that as a as a husband and a dad myself, I I grew up wanting that. But because my brothers had football training two different nights a week. I was out doing Duke of Edinburgh and various other things. It was very difficult to try and get everybody around the table in an evening when everyone was at home at the same time during meal times. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I grew up and I, I always made this promise to myself, you know, when I have my house, that's going to be something that I really focus on. And I absolutely love it. It's such a, for me, an important part of the evening, the day. And just speaking to my kids are quite small. They're only five and seven. So they're still very young and the the conversation is not as engaging as I'm sure it will be in the future, (laughs) but it's still nice to speak to them, you know, and, and, uh, yeah, absolutely. And just have that moment together. And I think it's about forming that habit. So in the future, you know, it's already there and it's something that we do on a regular basis. And, um, uh, just, just really went off track there, but I just, just hearing you say that kind of resonated with me. It's very nice to. To hear. No, 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 it's good. I mean, it's it, it's it's family time, isn't it? It's time where you you do get to like you say get to sit and chat. You'll find that they'll get chatty and then they'll hit teenage and they'll get more kind of grunty as they as they get older. You'll yeah. you'll end up getting one or two word answers out of them again, but it's a uh, you still do it, you know. Absolutely, and I, I think this is something that you know people say to me that it's very physical as a as a parent when they're younger, and that's that's very draining but it continues being draining, but on a mental level as I get older. Um, yeah. So I have that to look forward to. Though. I, I, I kind of wish I, I could hit pause at the moment, to be honest. Yeah. 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 Enjoy, enjoy them while they're young. People say that is, is, is true. I mean, they're great when they're older. Don't get me wrong. They, they really are. Yeah, you, you have to say that in case well, they listen to this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, life changes, life changes, Carl, you know, 
Absolutely. No, I think you're, you're completely right there. Um, so back to your story, Adam. So you have yes. obviously achieved some great things since then. And in terms of making that decision to go to a group, and, and you said something that was quite interesting about the fact that it was a, a male consultant in this weight loss group. So tell me about how, how for you that experience has been different going to a slimming group with a male consultant as a male yourself compared to when you had a female consultant? It feels a lot less, I don't want to be rude here, a lot less kind of girly in some respects uh, in that because you, you're, you're, you're speaking to a man that's, that's been through it, these consultants, have, you know, Slimming World consultants have been, had their own journey as well. They kind of, I, I find it easier to, to talk to him and chat to him because he knows um, and this is this is Paul. I will give a shout out to Paul because again, another huge, huge part of this journey. Um, you can kind of talk to him as a as a man. Do you know what I mean? He'll understand kind of male issues and what men go through and how men are thinking and and feeling. And I think that's that's really important, or, or certainly has helped me along the way. And I'm not, and I'm not um, disrespecting any any female consultant at all, because again, I've worked with a brilliant female consultant in the past. Um, but it's a slightly different viewpoint, um, and I think from a, and as you said, kind of kind of walking into these groups that are that are predominantly female based, it can be quite intimidating for a, for a man to kind of stroll in there, particularly a, an overweight man to start with, because you just wonder what people are looking or thinking as as a as a as the fat man walks in the door do you know what i mean of course and and i think i, I don't think anything you said there just for record is, is disrespectful at all and, and i'm sure that the people listening to this both men and women can probably relate you know in, in their own way that there are moments when you feel more comfortable speaking to somebody the same sex as you um yeah, yeah. and and i think if you found more comfortable and more at ease in that situation i, I do think you said, you know, it felt more, it felt less girly, but we have to also look at the the history of slimming clubs and where they began. And it had always, almost always been a very female dominated area and place. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, I, I know it's changing and, and companies like Weight Watchers, companies like Slimming World do everything they can to make it accepting for everybody. Yeah. But there's still, I think that stigma that it's a, uh, women go to weight loss clubs and men go to the gym and I, I'm loving the fact that there's this shift now no, nothing makes me happier than seeing more females you know weightlifting and it's it's creating much more acceptance in the world that you know it's fine to do that whatever makes you happy whatever you want to do whatever gets the results you want is absolutely fine it doesn't have to be for one or the other yeah I, absolutely I, I, quite, I quite agree with you and, I, and a lot of a lot of weight loss is it's it's a mental thing, yeah. I, I think if you're not, I won't say focus. You have to be focused, obviously. But if you're not right in your head, or you haven't got the right kind of headology going on, whether you're going to the gym and on a certain eating plan, or whether you're going to groups and on a certain eating plan, or whatever, uh, you need to again. You need to do what makes you happy and what helps you to to maintain your focus to keep your weight loss and your weight loss journey going. And and for me, having the male consultant was a really big part of that, or having the male consultant is, is a really big part of that still. Absolutely. And that's Paul, you said, your consultant. Yeah, so absolutely, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I wanted to ask as well, because of the fact 
you're one of the guests and, and I haven't had as many guests who have a strong background in, in fitness before they started their weight loss journey. It's, it's either um, something that's come out of wanting to lose weight, but because you had that before with the cycling and when you returned to losing weight, you had a goal of obviously wanting to ride that 100 mile um, London. To, what, what is it called? Sorry. It's the ride, ride London 100. Ride London 100. So obviously because you had a focus as a cyclist and a goal to ride the London 100, did you find it was easier for you to lose that weight because you were doing a lot more active sport or was it still difficult for the weight to come off? I, I was quite fortunate. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very focused kind of chap. Um, if I set my mind to something, I generally end up getting where I want to be. Um, the cycling whilst losing weight obviously helps is burning calories. Uh, I think we all know, you know, it's about putting less calories in your mouth than, than you, than you burn will, will cause weight to drop off. Um, but you can't lose weight by exercise alone. Um, so it's, it's obviously a factor. It obviously helps lose, you know, maybe maybe half a pound or a pound more a week than you would have normally expected to um, because you're burning calories. But you've got to burn three and a half thousand calories per pound. And that's an awful lot of cycling to, to burn three and a half thousand calories. You know, it's, it's hours and hours of cycling to do that. So it, it certainly helps as a focus. Um, you can feel yourself getting physically fitter and your cardiovascular fitness improves, certainly. And again, you know, muscles in the legs, that kind of thing, all change shape. But whether you can lose weight purely by cycling, uh, I mean, I, I, you, obviously not, unless you are putting less food in your mouth than, than say, calories, calories you're burning. So, uh, but certainly, it certainly helps. The old saying, you can't out-train a bad diet, is, is very true. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, Absolutely. I, I guess for you then, it was perhaps not so much that the amount of cycling you were doing, but the fact you were being active while on yes. your, your slim world journey and yeah, was it absolutely. was it easy for you once you, you said you're quite focused so once you set your mind to it so tell me about your between you know, january when you started losing weight to now have you been quite consistent with the, the losses of weight each week i've been yeah so i'm i'm a kind of a, a two and a half three pound a, a, a week man i certainly was up until august um I'll be honest, we went on holiday in August um, and things have slowed a little since then. Uh, maybe it's a little bit more, being a little bit more complacent than I, I, than I, than I was. Um, certainly, I've kind of taken my foot off the, off the throttle a little, maybe not quite as focused, maybe an extra, you know, a treat every now and again where I wouldn't have had before because I wanted to get this bulk of this weight off. Um, still heading in the right direction, but it, it's down now to, to more kind of a, a pound, pound and a half week type loss. Uh, which is which is great. Don't get don't get me wrong. I, I was um, going to say that's say, fantastic. It's still, going, it's still going down, isn't it? But uh, I, and I think probably the nearer you get to kind of your goal weight or your natural weight, the, the, the rate of rate of kind of fat burn or whatever will will slow naturally anyway. So I think I'm kind of you know you end up with a kind of a hockey stick shaped graph almost, and I think I'm kind of hitting the hitting the bottom edge of that now. So still a little way to go. I still like to lose another stone, but it's I think it's going to take me longer to lose that stone than than uh, than it has done previously. But would you say, and, and this is quite interesting, and it's something that I, I honestly believe is a good thing. In and I'll say that in the sense that your your weight loss is still consistent, but the rate at which you're losing weight has slowed. 
but what yeah. you said there about maybe being a bit more lenient with yourself, having you know a bit more snacks, a bit you know, a more varied diet, not just focused only on must lose weight, must lose weight, must lose weight, and and the fact that you are having a more of an open and balanced diet there, I, I believe this is, is the pathway to keeping it sustainable over a longer period of time. So even when you you reach your target weight and you're no longer focused on losing weight you'll have a better balance there instead of going from one extreme to the other because for a lot of people that's what happens you know you they, they're so focused on calorie deficits losing weight that when they hit their target for a lot of people it's almost an inverse effect that they start eating much more and the weight starts coming back yeah i, I agree with you 100 percent there um i've had I've had bad weeks where I've, I've I've put weight on and I've been furious with myself and and the group as a whole um, have like you know look over your shoulder and look what you've actually done you know don't don't swell it for, for a gain and really yeah you're, you're you're right they're right so you know that weight will come off again next week but it's almost going into that maintenance mode you know the weight the weight maintenance mode when you've hit your target and you're you're where you want to be. Um, and you become less focused, and it would be easier. Would be easy to switch right off. Um, I think probably put the weight back on again. But having been through it and having almost eased out of of, of kind of eating plan mode and, and just taking it gently, you, you know, you know how to eat healthily by the time you get to that sort of stage. For me, and this is my own personal experience, and I, I do calorie counting and, and tracking my macronutrients. I really never thought it would be the case. I find it easier losing weight than my current goal of gaining weight in the gym because I want to build mass and, and build muscle. I find it much easier to control my diet, control my calories and stay in a deficit than controlling my diet in a surplus because in, in and I'm not sure if this would be the same for someone doing a slimming world plan, but all I need to do really is eat the same foods but increase maybe the amount of rice that i'm eating per portion or have an extra potato here or there mm -hmm. because i'm already staying quite constant with my protein needs but the problem that i have is that as soon as i've changed my goal from losing weight to trying to gain weight in my head i'm kind of like okay well i can eat a bit more of this i can eat some of this it doesn't matter if i have a few beers tonight because i'm trying to gain weight yeah. although it's not the types of food that i need to be able to gain muscle it's just weight gain in general which is you know build like gaining fat and it really i've really struggled with it and there's, i'm now the second time of trying to do it and there's something blocking me mentally from doing it successfully without leaning towards some of these foods and, and eating calories that are less um nutritious in terms of my body's needs yeah the health the healthy versus unhealthy calories thing like you know yeah beer, beers are empty calories aren't they they're, they're calories for the sake of it i'm not saying you don't have a good time if you have a beer but that, that's not going to help you kind of um health wise whereas like you say the extra potato or a portion of rice might well do the job that you're after if you're looking to build build muscle mass you know exactly that so i, I was just curious like do, and do you have like an, an exit plan for when you hit your target weight of, of going into maintenance and how do you think that will look for you? So, I mean, when I when I reach my eventual target, so I'd, I'd like to lose another kind of stone or stone half, I guess. Um, I will continue going to group. I think I think 
group is is invaluable. I think it helps make you accountable to other people as well as yourself. Um, obviously, I'll continue with my cycling. Um, but I think it will be a case of seeing what works to maintain to maintain the weight. Um, we're all we're all grown ups. We all know say we all know what's what's good and what's bad for us, or what we should eat and what we shouldn't eat. Um, and it may be that, that that you can stick on a on a on a plan during during the week. It's quite easy during the week while you're working or whatever, um, and then then relax a little bit of the weekends or or something like that. Um, it's it's a job to say what the exit plan will be really until until you get there because I I don't know but I certainly got no intention of putting the weight back on um, as I said it's it's really for a health purposes now but but in later years as well where where long term prognosis for the back is not great um, around uh, arthritis and one thing and another so uh, I I have to keep it off just just for quality of life in later years really. And and you might find that that will serve you much better. And obviously, I, I'm sure that if you had the choice, you would never have broken your back in the first place. Of course, um, of course. It goes without saying, but in a way, if we have to take a positive from it, it's obviously giving you a very good motivation to be in the best shape that you can be. And that with it comes benefits, I think. And and you're you're enjoying those now. Yeah, absolutely. It was a catalyst, really, for for getting fit again and, and losing weight and, and being in the best shape I can again. Um, if I hadn't have broken my back, and whilst, like you say, it's not a great thing to have happened, I might well have still been up there at 17, 18 stone, quite happy bobbing along with life and, and breaking the odd spoke and struggling up hills and, and, and not being able to do some of the things that I've done this year. So um, every, every grey cloud and all that. Um, Correct. But it, but it was a real catalyst for, for, for getting where I am now. So, yeah. Well, life, life, life is funny sometimes, I guess. Of course. And, you know, I think you have to recognize those achievements, but, you know, regardless of the reason you've achieved a lot this year and, you know, you're, you're in great shape and you're feeling the benefits of it. So congratulations on that. And and what advice, Adam, I would, I like to ask all my guests Mm -hmm. is, would you give somebody (laughs) who would like to lose weight or is trying to lose weight? Find your reason, um, to lose it. Uh, try and make it a long-term reason, not a short-term one. If you, if you know, if you're losing for a wedding, that's fine. But after the wedding, stuff will probably go back on. If you can find, if you can find a real deep-down uh, emotional or physical reason for for losing the weight, grasp that, grasp that nettle and do that. But you've just got to start. You've just got to start losing weight. Like I, like I keep saying, everybody knows how to lose weight. Everybody knows how to lose weight. Really, find support to do it be it a Slimming World group or friends or a spouse. Even listening to your podcast, Carl, is a great resource for inspiration. Uh, and, and certainly the, your guests are as well. Um, look around, try and find help, try and find a reason to do it and just and just start and do it. doesn't matter how or who with. Everybody knows how to lose weight, basically. There are any number of plans that you could follow to do that, but find one that suits you, find a reason for doing it. And get started. Yes. I think it's great advice. Yeah. And, and I think having that support will definitely carry you through days where you doubt yourself. And if you are on your own, you, you don't have any accountability to anybody else. And for anyone, I think, who has had weight issues for a long period of time, the thought of doing it on their own is very daunting and, and sometimes too much. 
which is the reason that it hasn't happened sooner. So yeah. I, I fully agree with you there. And Adam, I, I'd just like to say thank you because it's been a, a really good episode. I've really enjoyed talking to you and, and hearing your story and, and, you know, welcome as one of the weight loss warriors now. Uh, no, thank you very much, Carl. And thank you for, for taking the time to speak to me. I really appreciate it. Before you go, uh, I just wanted to ask, I, I know you have a, a great Instagram account. Are you happy to share that with the audience? Yeah, yeah, of course I am. It's cyclingadamh underscore sw. Perfect. And I'll pop a link in the show notes as always. Thank you. Adam, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. No, thank you, Cole. And uh, if anybody wants to get in touch, then feel free. You know, I'm happy to, happy to chat about anything normally. Appreciate it. And I'm sure there'll be a few people, if there's any cyclists out there especially, looking for <laughs> yeah, some tips. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, don't know, I don't know about that so much, but uh, but always happy to have the conversation. Okay, so so weight loss, yes. You, you've got that nailed cycling not so much it's like well you know <laughs> i think you're being modest <laughs> I'm, I'm certainly not a professional put it like that no well you, you've definitely achieved far more than i have so if uh, if you do have any cycling questions speak to adam not me okay <laughs> take care of yourself adam thanks so yeah, much will do lovely thanks very much carl appreciate your time bye-bye bye-bye i'd also like to say a big thank you to you our listeners i appreciate you joining us at the weight loss warrior podcast and would love that you become part of our tribe If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast to never miss a new weight loss warrior tell their story. We share brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday and hope that you join us next time. You can also find us on Instagram where we share great tips and advice on how you can lose weight in a safe and sustainable way. Simply search for Weight Loss Warrior Podcast and follow us today. Remember, be kind to yourself and keep looking forward. You can achieve your goals.